What up, everybody? You're now tuned into the true definition of a sports fanatic. I'm your host, Brandon Lampley. Feels good to be back on the mic. I told y'all, man, this is therapeutic for me. I mean, just come on, lay down on the couch, tell me all your ills and your problems and your troubles, and um, I'll figure out a way that it correlates to sports. <laughs> That's about it. But, man, we're going to jump right into it, man. We're going to talk about football, uh, college and pro. I see what college is. I mean, the ACC and the SEC uh, collect both need to go ahead and shut it down. Big Ten said they're not playing. Pac-12 isn't playing. Big 12 isn't playing. Whack. Uh, Mid Midwestern Conference, uh, Conference USA. I mean, name the conference. They're not playing outside of the ACC and SEC. And today they announced that there will be no postseason football for college. There's no championships this year. So if you do play, what you're going to crown yourselves the ACC SEC champ, and then pull a, a University of Central Florida and crown yourself the national champ because you're the last team standing. So I say go ahead and shut it down. I know the kids are disappointed, some of the ones who wanted to play. But I told you, if I'm a top athlete in college football, I'm not touching the college field. I'm getting ready for the NFL draft next year. That's my goal because I'm not I'm not getting paid to play college football. Well, not over the table. We know they get paid under the table. But that's a whole nother podcast. But, you know, let's jump to the NFL where – Story came out, I think it was yesterday, because today's, what, August 14th, so today's Friday. So story came out yesterday about former Seattle Seahawks cornerback Kima Siverand. He's from Oklahoma State. He's an undrafted free agent. So Kima is trending in the news because... He tried to sneak in a young lady to the team's hotel disguised as a Seahawks player. They say she had the Seahawks gear on and everything. And then you can see him clear as day on the camera. They got a little night vision on the camera. It's him and it's a young lady. And he's trying to sneak her in and he got caught and they cut him from the team. Now, I shouldn't have to tell you how incredibly stupid that is. I mean, dude, this is your livelihood. You worked your whole life to get to this point. Blood, sweat, tears, soft, soft tissue injuries, um, uh, broken bones. I mean, your concussions, definitely concussions. And all of it is probably gone because you decided to break the rule and bring a woman into the team's hotel putting everyone at risk. That's the biggest issue with this. Is that no, nah, it's not the fact that, hey, you shouldn't do that um, because the lady shouldn't be there because the team said don't bring the ladies there. No, that's not it. He was released because we're in a pandemic and they're trying to keep the team healthy. And you're bringing in an outsider who probably hasn't been tested for the virus and you're putting everyone at risk in that hotel. That's why he got released. Now, he may have been released had, you know, we not been in a pandemic and you had to worry about the virus. But, you know, I lean more towards him being reprimanded for it. But because of the seriousness of what's going on, and a lot of people don't take it seriously because you got grown people who don't want to wear a mask. 
Like you go in the store and you argue with people because you don't want to wear the mask. You could have got what you wanted out of the store with the mask on to be already gone by the time you're done arguing, spitting and cussing at people in stores. I mean, I'm just saying it's it's getting stupid at this point. I'm going to let you know right now. You arguing with me because I got a mask on because they they've been arguing with people who have masks on. You argue with me because I got a mask on. As soon as you get within arm's length of me, I'm putting you on the floor. That's man, woman, child or beast, because I know you're not coming to give me a hug. So as soon as you come to me all angry, spitting and cussing, I'm going to drop you as soon as you get in arm's length. I'm just letting you know I'm putting it out there. But the the seriousness of this, man, and he's a he's these are kids, man. I told you, didn't I tell you? I told you football season most likely is not going to happen because the football players are different from the basketball players. It's a different mentality. You got to be almost insane to play this game. And sure enough, CeeDee Lamb, top pick for the Cowboys, wide receiver, looks to be a promising, looks to, he's like he's going to have a promising young career. He's the man in Dallas right now. They're waiting to see what he's going to do. He's got a pocket full of money. Do you think he, if he's in Dallas right now, do you think he's social distancing right now? Do you think the rookies in every city who just got broke off all that money, who people know him, they the man, and this is the first time they have money and status, do you think they're going to keep it to themselves and stay socially distanced? No. Not all of them. No. At least in the NBA, you had a few stragglers. I'm looking at you, Lemon Pepper Lou. You had a few stragglers. And supposedly um, a player tried to sneak a girl into the bubble. And, you know, um, a few other minor things here and there. But for the most part, the NBA has kept the lid on it. And they've had no positive tests since they since they opened up the bubble. But the NFL, there's no way you could be able to do this because you can't put the NFL in a bubble. You can't do it. And guys are not going to socially distance. This man risked his career. His career. So he can have some fun time. He must listen to Daft Punk. He has to. He has to listen to Daft Punk featuring Pharrell. He's up all night to get lucky. That's my jump. I'm up all night to get lucky. I'm up all night to get lucky. That's got to be him. He's up all night to get lucky. You couldn't have waited. Like, I know there's windows where you could be away from the team, man. You couldn't have waited one night, two nights, three nights. You couldn't have waited. Come on, man. Now you're out of a job, and his career may be over. Now, I hope he learned his lesson, and I do hope he gets another shot. Somebody goes and picks him up, and they give him another shot. And so he can see what he see what he can do. Because I was talking to some people, and I said... If if Kima Siverin is a first round pick, you know he's not cut, right? He's just disciplined. If he's any veteran, important veteran on that team, if he's Russell Wilson, of course, he's not cut. If he's Bobby Wagner, he's not cut. But because he's just an undrafted free agent, he's cut. Jimmy Johnson told us that years ago. He said, I treat everybody the same, but they don't get equal treatment. Because a backup linebacker fell asleep in a meeting and they cut him the next day. Emmett Smith falls in a meeting. They go tap and say, hey, Emmett, wake up. That is what it is. It's where you rank at on the team and how important you are. The more important you are, the better you are, the more they're going to put up with. Once your baggage 
outweighs your production, you are gone. Kima had no production and he brought a hell of a lot of baggage. So now he's gone. But I hope he, I hope the young man gets another shot. But man, you, you have to be smarter. A man who does not have control of his sexual desires is a liability. And the Seahawks were like, no, no, no. We got to get you up out of here, son. You know, we like you, but you got to go. I mean, there's no better situation that I can give you besides that to show you how bleak the outlook on football for this season is going to be. And I'm ready for it, man. I'm so ready for it. So the Jaguars, they're in camp. Gardner Minshew's looking good. You know, Jay Gruden singing his praises about the work he does on the board and how he can go from the classroom and translate it right onto the field after seeing it, you know, maybe one or two times. That's a photographic memory. The kid can really process information, which is rare in young quarterbacks. His physical gifts, you know, as far as arm talent is, you know, say, I would say bottom half of the league. I don't think it's necessarily top 15 or so. Um, so yeah, bottom half of the league. Um, he has, his athleticism is, you know, better than most. So I think he's in the top half of the league, the top 15 as far as athleticism and um, creating and making plays. But it's all on him. And I want to see that. But God dog it, I don't think it's gonna happen. <laughs> Man, let's move on to NBA. And, and man, when I tell you the NBA, I, I'm, I'm sure that when they came up with the plan for the bubble and they got all the teams down to Orlando, they had no idea the type of product these guys will put out on the floor. Every game that I've watched pretty much, except for maybe one blowout that I saw, it has been an intense playoff feel game like it felt if they feel like playoff games there are no fans there but as they say it's a lot of juice in the building man because the competition has just been it's been high it's been very very competitive very good basketball has been played i'm talking about these these are the type of games that you shouldn't get after a four-month layoff i expected sloppy sloppy basketball now, in stretches, you'll get it from time to time. You know, guys get a little lazy on defense, you know, start turning the ball over, get a little lackadaisical. But for the most part, the games in itself, start to finish, most of them have been playoff caliber. So it makes you wonder, what kind of product are we going to get for the playoffs? I think, man, I think it's going to be really, really good. And this playoff, this, this playing game that they have, now Portland, and the Memphis Grizzlies have the, are going to do their playoff, their, their playing game. So Portland is already at eight at the eighth seed. Um, they set up to play the uh, Los Angeles Lakers and LeBron James. And all they have to do is win one game against the Grizzlies. One game. It's a two-game series, and all they do have to do is win one. The Grizzlies have to win two straight. Two straight. Portland has to win one. Portland wins one, they're in. Grizzlies win both their games, they're in. Now, personally, I would want to see the Grizzlies, then Portland, because I don't know who thought it was a good idea to piss off Damian Lillard. 
of course, we're going to blame the Clippers. You're going to blame Patrick Beverly. You're going to blame Paul George, who he's given buckets to in the past. And he's told them because they they taunted him after he missed two uh, some free throws after um, during the game when they played against the Clippers and the game in which neither one of those guys were on the floor when he missed the shots. And they, they you know, they taunted him for it. You know, pointing at their, uh, pointing at where a watch would be because, you know, he pointed at his wrist and he says, Dane time. And, you know, he in his interview after the game, he cut him up. He said, hey, maybe they're still in their feelings because I done both put both of them out the playoffs. He put Paul George out the playoffs last year with the nastiest three I've ever seen to win a series in NBA history. Clutch. Absolute clutch. So I would still be in my feelings too. But Damian Lillard has scored like 130-something points, 140 points in three games. It's some crazy stat like that. So I would not want to see Damian Lillard and Portland Trailblazers in the first round if I'm the Lakers. Now, that's not to say that I think they can win, because I don't, because they have no one who can guard LeBron. So that's going to be their Achilles heel in that series, and the Lakers could win. But you want the Grizzlies because, you know, you kind of want to breeze through because I want all the strength I need to face either the Rockets or um, Oklahoma, well, Oklahoma City. Because um, Oklahoma City and the Rockets um, are at four and five. They play. Um, let's put it this way. Forget all of that. I want to have as precious legs I can for the Western Conference Finals where you are going to see the Clippers. That's what you want. You want the easiest path there. The path of least resistance. That's what you want. Portland doesn't give you the path of least resistance. But it, and it's, it's also... Not a, I would say it's it's not a, it's not the same in the East, because in the East it's wide open. Milwaukee looked very dominant, but man, Toronto looks good. Miami looks good. If Jason Tatum can play up to his potential, Boston is very hard to beat. So I think the East is wide open. Where the West, you got about three teams that I think. Um, are really really special but in in the east man i think anybody can anybody can get that work in the east anybody because toronto showed showed you what you do to Giannis. you pack the paint pack the paint don't let him get free runs to the basket turn him into a facilitator and you can beat him don't send him to the free throw line 20 times in a game it's not winning basketball but I can't – no, I'm ready to see this play-in game, see if we're going to play Portland to play Memphis. Pretty much all the other the, – the brackets are pretty much all set everywhere else. And I've seen an um, article them talking about them keep going forward, keeping the play-in game. And so I did some research on it. And so the way a play-in can be triggered is if the ninth seed is within four games of the eighth seed. And if you're within four games of the eighth seed at the end of the season, you trigger a play-in where you have to beat uh, that the eighth seed two straight times. And then you're in, and that eighth seed is out. I think it gives a lot more excitement to a wind-down part of a season where, um, like, basketball in those last ten games of the regular season, 
Man, you can make an argument the last 20 games of the season. There's really no incentive for those top teams. And then the race for eighth is uh, it's, it's a race, but it doesn't have much drama to it. But you keep that play-in game, yeah, I think it's going to be a lot more drama to it. A lot more people are going to watch. Because in the NFL, one of the best things that the NFL did was they took divisional matchups and they made sure you played a divisional opponent in week 17. And so now it's giving us great games in week 17 because those games decided divisions, decided seeding, decided home field advantage. So the NFL figured out a way to make their product better just by moving games around. NBA can do the same with this play-in. Because if I'm the NBA, I'm trying to figure out what we can do to have the regular season look exactly like these last eight games inside the bubble currently. Because the regular season, for the most part, has become, it's it's a formality. It's just something you get through. You try to be your healthiest. Um, You know, you got a lot of guys who put up stats. You know, you get good games here and there. get key matchups here and there. But it's not it's it's not the same it's not the same intensity as it's been in the bubble. If you can figure that out, harness it, get your regular season on par with your postseason, and of course, you know, different incentive. You know, it's seven game series. It's down to the wire. It's when to go home. So the playoffs ups in intensity. But hey, if I'm the NBA, I'm analytics team, geek squad, whoever. We're trying to figure out hey. We want the product to look just like this going forward. Because I told you, football is king. It's going to be king for a while. But the NBA are nipping at their heels little by little. Man, I got a feeling that it's going to be some upsets in the playoffs as far as the NBA is concerned. I have a feeling. Because of this environment and hearing players talking about it and them, a lot of them still trying to get used to it, um, they're missing their families and kind of the mental aspect where, you know, say you could kind of decompress out here and get away from basketball. But in the bubble, it's basketball 24-7. It's nonstop. And I'm pretty sure that could weigh on you mentally. So that's another aspect and another dynamic um, teams are going to have to deal with moving forward, especially in the playoffs. Now, I think once you focus Um, You put it in the back of your mind and you focus and focus on winning those games. Um, The truly great ones should be able to do that. But it's going to, I'm sure it's hard for any of them, especially one of the biggest things is family. I mean, there's nothing more important than family. If the families were in the bubble with the players, I don't think they would have an issue. I don't think they would have an, an issue at all if family could be in the bubble with them. But um, I seen the Phoenix Suns did something, man. It was very, very heartwarming to see. Um, they allowed uh, families of the players to record their own intro videos. So when the basketball players are introduced, say six four guard from Kentucky, John Wall. They allowed people to people to record their own family, friends, whoever. And they played them on the big board to introduce the players. And I think it was, it was so good. So, so good. 
then from the virtual fans to the little bit of crowd noise they pump in to um, the team's benches being active and animated. I mean, they've really out the NBA has really outdone themselves getting back on track and getting basketball out here for us. And I'm very grateful. I just wish football would get their crap together. Oh, this is a side note. It's still NBA, but this is a side note. Someone, please, I don't care who it is, get Devin Booker out of Phoenix, people. That man is a walking basket. He's a bucket. I'm convinced that everywhere this man goes, anything he throws out of his hand goes into something. He doesn't miss. Man is shooting from the logo on the court. And it is a crying shame we won't get to see him play in the playoffs because, hey, John Morant, those Memphis Grizzlies, they beat him out. And now they have a chance to overtake Portland and make the playoff. But before I go, don't do predictions all that much. But um, this first round is coming up. So um, so depending on who the Lakers play, it doesn't matter to me, Portland or Memphis. I got the Lakers in five, either one of them. Lakers in five. Uh, Clippers, Mavericks, Clippers in five. Nuggets, Jazz, Nuggets in six. Oklahoma City Thunder versus the Rockets. I got the Rockets in seven. I think it, I think it might go seven games. Six or seven games, but I think it's going to go seven. I got the Rockets in seven. And that's the Western Conference. In the East, of course, I got Milwaukee over Orlando. Um, probably it'll be a sweep. I got that in the sweep. Uh, Toronto versus the Nets. I got uh, the Raptors in five. Celtics and the 76ers. That's rough. That is rough, man. Because I like the 76ers, but Ben Simmons is done for the season. So I'm going to go Celtics in six. If Jason Tatum shows up and plays well, um, it'll be Celtics in five. But we'll do Celtics in six. And you got the Heat and the Pacers. That is going to be spicy because I want to see T.J. Warren and Jimmy Butler nose-to-nose all series. Because T.J. Warren got, man, I didn't, I, I can't lie. I didn't know who T.J. Warren was before the bubble. I know who T.J. Warren is now. That dude can ball. So for the Heat Pacers, I got the Pacers. I got the Pacers and seven. Yeah, because I, I like the Pacers. I like the Heat too, but I got the Pacers and seven. I don't think Miami can score with Indiana, man. I don't think so. But those are my predictions. And we have come to the end. Please make sure you like, share, and subscribe. Um, my YouTube uh, video is up. I put my first um, vid sports video out. I talked about HBCUs. Um, so you can go check it out. The True Definition of Sports Genetic on YouTube. Look it up. Um, also, my second video, I talk about the National Anthem. Should drop in about four days. 
and I put it up on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and probably put a little snippet on Twitter. Um, also, I think coming up, still trying to get interviews. Um, so we'll see for, for my next sports video, try to get an interview for that. Um, probably got um, a couple guys who will come through um, on the podcast and we're going to talk some sports. You know, they're sports fanatics just like me. Um, so, uh, so uh, besides that, um, you know, still doing work with 21st Men. I mean, and, and man, shout out to them, man. Shout out to the 21st Men. Uh, once you go check check out um, my video on YouTube, Instagram, or, or my Facebook, it's just see the quality, the production, the editing. I mean, because, you know, it's curated by them, and they're doing all of this work, man. So you're looking for branded consultants. You're looking for somebody in marketing. Looking for someone to produce a show for you. Look at my guys at the 21st, man, because they've done an awesome, awesome job, man. It's turned out very well. We got a great group of guys all pushing different brands, all have their own shows, all unique, man. So go check us out. It's the 21st Man on YouTube, on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. Type in the 21st Man. It should pop up. up. But like I said, remember, like, share, subscribe. You know all platforms I'm on. iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Radio Public Breaker. All of those good things, man. But until next time, I'll talk to you guys later. Peace.